Welcome to the Energy with Ellie podcast. I'm Ellie and I am on a mission to get more women and specifically mums feeling confident, energetic and strong. This is a place for all my coaching clients, be it one-to-one or in my group coaching and just anyone who wants to listen to me blabber on. So without further ado, because long introductions are super annoying, here's today's episode. Hi, welcome to another Q&A episode of the podcast. Um, Q&A with a little discussion from me um, about my mindset shift uh, following the death of Juliet, my daughter, um, and just some hopefully some helpful takeaway tips that will um, head you in the right direction. I think a lot of you doing my program are very, very focused, and not everybody, but a lot, very, very focused on the weight loss side of things. And I completely understand that. It's been drilled into us for a very long time that, you know, our self-worth is like in our body size and all these kinds of things like and so we want to be smaller and smaller and smaller fit into our smaller jeans fit into the jeans that we wore pre-pregnancy um clothes when we were 18 when we literally had a completely different body size because we had not pushed babies out of our pelvis and vagina um and yet we still expect ourselves to be tiny and i think we need to really focus and maybe i've not been doing a good enough job of getting this through but shifting the focus yes focus on fat loss especially if you have you know a decent amount of weight to lose for health but instead of focusing on that and that being your sole driver focus on getting strong because I can tell you there are so many benefits to being strong mentally and physically you know having strength as we age is beneficial in so, so many ways, just for our quality of life, brain health, heart health, everything. And I know after a discussion with someone recently, actually somebody who doesn't have any weight to lose, she also struggles to want to exercise because she doesn't see anything wrong in the mirror. So everyone has this problem with exercise um, a lot of us are using it as a punishment to lose weight, and then that's also affecting our weight loss, et cetera, et cetera. So it's just shifting the focus from constantly obsessing over what we look like in the mirror, how we fit into our clothes and what we weigh on the scale, to how well our body moves, to how strong it can be, and to what it can do for us. Um, typically, if you shift the focus to that and onto a performance-based goal, you will probably lose weight anyway, because you're not obsessing over food, over your body, etc., etc. Less focus on what your body looks like, more on what it can do. And I posted about this recently, but um, so I started lifting weights because I, from a practical point, um, yes, I felt a little bit rubbish um, and I didn't feel good in the mirror. Um, but I was very conscious that Juliet was getting bigger and she was very immobile, completely relied on us. So 
for, for her every move. So my and John, my husband's reasons for starting lifting weights was to make our lives easier, not for what we looked like. That was like a byproduct. And then, unfortunately, when we got down the line of looking way better naked, being much stronger, being very lean, um, that then shifted the focus away. And especially with social media, um, you know, more about what we looked like. And I think I forgot my way a little bit. And then when you get into the fitness industry, working in gyms, being surrounded by other people who are focused on what they look like and... Um, use that to sell themselves you know that can then lead you to feel bad about yourself or me to feel bad about myself Um, and then that brings on a bad relationship with my body which in turn brings along a bad relationship with food so all the while I was still really strong but I was totally focusing on the wrong thing and so when um when Juliet died, I was looking through, I wanted to look at loads of pictures of her on my phone. And I was sat there and I was scrolling and scrolling and all, I mean, not everything, but I was finding so many pictures of myself in the mirror. I was just getting angry with myself. Like, why have I taken so many pictures of me? Like, who cares what I look like? I want to see the people I love in my camera roll not me at different angles using lighting to make it look like or to highlight my abs. Like, it's weird and so vain. And I'm not beating myself up about this, uh, by the way. It was just a huge reality check for me. Like, you have come so far from what you wanted and for why you started. Um, And it took that to make me realise that. Um, and I did say in the post, I was having a run with a friend and she's like, if you've got more pictures of your of yourself on your camera roll than your loved ones, then I don't want to know you. And I was like, oh, yeah, I agree with that. And then I was like, oh, God, that's me. Um, and I probably don't even have that many. I mean, there is also another reason why there wasn't that many of her. And that was because she was poorly and asleep. But that's just one part of the story. And the reality was there was more pictures of me on there than there needed to be. And this is, you know, social media plays into this hugely, the constant, especially if you do a job like online fitness, where you literally need to post pictures of yourself, you can pull yourself apart. And it's not nice. So I've had this realisation. And I think that maybe I've been failing my clients, you guys, because you know, we talk about your diet and calories and sticking to the calories to help you lose weight, to help you feel good. And obviously that's important. Like if you're going to go around eating McDonald's every day and just stuffing your face with ultra processed food daily, you are not going to be super healthy, even if you work out all the time. Like obviously it's not good for you. The more whole foods based diet is going to make you feel the best. And so is moving. Um, but I think maybe I haven't been focusing enough on encouraging you guys to make sure that you are making this exercising a way of life. Like this isn't just the, the workouts are not there to help you lose weight, like literally separate those two completely from your mind. Um, they are not there to help you lose weight. The exercises are there to help you get stronger. Like if you are still using the same weight that you were using six weeks ago, 
you are not pushing yourself hard enough. You are not working hard enough. You are not going to build any muscle. You may have built some in the first instance and then it's either going to slip away and atrophy or you're just going to maintain the tiny, tiny bit of muscle that you have grown. Like having muscle on your skeleton, which is essentially your scaffolding system, makes your body stronger. It makes it easier to move around. If you are, you know, an endurance runner, like I'm sort of labeling myself as at the moment as I'm training, everyone has to know I'm training for a marathon, I need to have muscle to protect myself because otherwise I'm going to get injured. Like whatever you do, whether you're like, you know, the world record marathon runner to a really old lady, you need your muscle there to protect you and to help you with everything you do in life. Like when you're older, if you fall, the chances are you will never get back to how you were pre-fall. And the more, uh, the less muscle you carry in your system, the more likely you are to fall. And you know, this could not even be in that long a time. Like, well, I'm nearly 35. This could be in like 20 years, which isn't that long away. If I just gave up now and became a waif, I am putting myself at so much risk. So if you are there and you're very happy with your body shape, your clothes fit you perfectly, you have a good relationship with food, this still applies to you. You need muscle. And in my opinion, I may be wrong, actually the air quotes slimmer you are, let's say you're a size six, size eight, and you see no desire to exercise because we have for years used exercise as a way of burning calories, to use weight, to lose weight. You are not going to want to exercise. There's no reason for you to do it because that's what you think it's for. Exercising is not for burning calories. It is for getting stronger. You run to make your heart stronger because it's bloody good for your brain and your mind. Like people who exercise more have way less chance of getting Alzheimer's and dementia and so many other diseases, it's, they are two completely separate things. We lift weights because we need the muscle and we need to progressively overload. Otherwise, we will just stop um, gaining. We have to increase. If you are still using two kilo weights for your lower body, you need to change that and you need to get more. If you can't afford it, shove a load of potatoes in a rucksack and put it on your bag, on your bag, on your back. We ha- there is no excuse. We've got to push this. You will see a difference in your body as you start to build muscle. And chances are, the more you embed this as a routine into your life, the diet will come from as it come anyway, because you'll think, well, I'm putting all this effort in and I'm really not feeding my body very well at all. And so it's like a positive spiral. And the same happens when you don't. You stop exercising and you think, well, that the exercise is all that's going to help me lose weight. So I'm just going to eat loads of shit because I can't do anything, blah, 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 all or nothing. It's just an excuse and you negatively spiral. We need to constantly focus on a potential positive spiral and just everything working in unison together, building these habits that actually just become part of your routine, part of who you are, because you do them without fail all the time, not on holiday, not obsessing. It's not It's not your identity. It's just part of who you are. That is the healthy way to be about it. But we need to make sure we are getting these workouts done and not just doing them willy-nilly, not just doing them body weight. We need to put resistance on them. That is going to help you. And I know a lot of you are like, no, I just need to lose weight. And I get that. But this is such an important part of your health and longevity for life that if you just lose weight, you can easily lose weight without exercising. Just eat less literally. Um, And you're just a skinny version of your fat self. There's nothing extra about you. You're just thin and bones. You need the muscle to support you so you can have a good life.
Um, yeah, so we need to exercise for the strength. The diet is going to look after the state of your body. So how big it is, how small it is, how healthy it is, how much muscle there is, aside resistance training. So the diet is what is, con- the diet is the controller of your, um, your fat, your body weight. And then your strength training is controlled by your body composition. So how much muscle you have, which is important. Um, so I think maybe I've been focusing on the wrong thing. And, you know, I, I read a quote, well, it was a question to ask yourself. And it's, if you could wave a magic wand over your health, body, fitness, whatever, what would you give yourself that it doesn't already have? And honestly, I have suffered with um, bad body image, occasional binge eating, which I think is very rife in the fitness industry. Because I think I've been focusing on the wrong thing. And when I asked myself that question, well, what would I give myself? Nothing. I like, I'm perfect just the way I am. Like, would I put a magic wand and wish I was way leaner or whatever? Like, no, that's just what I look like. Like, I can go for a run. I can run a half marathon. I can lift weights. I can throw my kids around. I can throw other people's kids around. I can do monkey bars with my kids. I can sprint after them. If somebody escaped, I'd be able to run after them. I'd be able to pick someone up. Like, I can do everything that I need to do. And so I think once you ask yourself that question, what is it that you're actually looking for? It can help figure out, you know, what, um, what have your values been and what should they be to you really? Um, so this is something that I have had a bit of a shift with over the past, I think it's now five, actually it's way longer than that. Is it five weeks? Five weeks since she died. I mean, I already thought it a little bit, but this has really highlighted it to me, the importance. Um, You know, just, it's, it sort of sounds cliche, but your life is not, like your body weight is is unimportant when it comes to who you are and your importance of the people that you love. Um, Sure, if you are obese, then you are, you know, you're putting yourself at risk of diseases and also the fact that you can't just play along with your family, like life will be harder for you. But if you are obese, yes, look up, watch what you're eating, but get lifting your weights, get the muscle built on your system because it's going to help you. Fact. Um, so there we go, that's my 15 minute rant about having muscle on your system. Um, And like, it is especially important for people who are not, who are, you know, underweight slash normal weight. It's just as important. It's important for literally the whole world. Um, Unfortunately, it seems to be saved for people who have money and it shouldn't be. I mean, you get in like parks nowadays, like those like free gyms and use them like that. You can do stuff at home, like you can get resistance bands and you can start helping yourself. Um, in reality, dumbbells, etc., are not that expensive for what they will give you in life um, to put you under resistance. Or if you literally have no money, like there are things you can do. Like you have heavy things in your house. And if you're saying, oh, I, you know, um, I don't have anything, then you're making excuses because you've got heavy things that you can lift. You've got your kids. And I know that's not ideal because they wriggle around. But there are things you can use. You've got probably got books on your bookshelf. Put some books in a bag and do some squats push the push the bag overhead like 
there are ways to do it. And if you're saying, oh, you know, I don't have the time, I don't have the stuff, you're making excuses. Um, and yeah, everybody has access to stuff that is heavy and you need to be pushing it. You need to be, pu- you need to be pushing it away from your body. You need to be pulling it towards your body and you need to be squatting with it and hinging it. All these movements that we do in the gym under, um, with iron and rubber butt dumbbells, you can do them and your own body weight is is heavy as well you know push-ups if you can do a push-up from your toes you know you're almost benching I can't remember what percentage is of your weight but a lot so we all need to be doing it and maybe I need to shift my focus more on posting less about fat loss and more about what you can gain from having loads of muscle um okay there we go I said I was at the end and then I carried on (laughs) Okay, so I have three questions. Uh, one is how to stop binging. And this is a very deep and di- difficult topic. Now, if you have a binge eating disorder, then you need to seek treatment from a professional. Most people, I would say, binge. Every now and then, we binge. Um, and it's not always our fault that you have to think about the world around us, like how our environment our environment is designed is to make us eat more, um, drink more, whatever it is that you're binging on. There are practical tips to um, to stop, to stop doing it. Um, and there are also more difficult ones regarding your body image and because that's my, probably what it comes from, like a bad relationship with food and exercise. Um, so how to stop binging for a regular person is making sure you're eating decent sized meals so you're not hungry. So typically when you start dieting to lose weight, you may, you, we can either do talk about this on a daily basis or a weekly basis. So if it's daily, you might think, well, I'm not going to have any breakfast or I'm going to eat a really small breakfast. I'm just going to have a protein shake. Sorry, my dog's barking. Just going to have a protein shake. You know, that's a hundred calories and then a small lunch. And then you've got maybe like 1,200 calories left by the end of the day if you're tracking. And then you eat about 3,000 because you're so hungry. Um, it just, you know, you just go crazy. And then this happens in the week as well. You know, you might eat, you might be, I know people do this, you know, like the fasting diet. You eat 800 calories. You know, you don't eat breakfast. You barely eat lunch and eat a tiny dinner. And then at the weekend, you have so much food and drink that it completely negates the calorie deficit you've put yourself into. And then on Monday, when you've done your mad weekend of eating loads to the point you feel sick and have a really uncomfortable tummy, on Monday, you're like, oh shit, I need to restrict again. And so it's cyclical. So eating decent sized meals, focusing on protein and fiber, so fruit and vegetables, all the colors, not just root veg. We want green veg, red veg, you know, everything. A variety of pulses. Basically... The more whole foods, as I said earlier, that you can get on your plate, the better. That also takes longer to eat. Um, you're less likely to overeat it and you will feel full because there's more food in your system. Um, and it's just another one is to stop labeling foods as good and bad foods. Uh, typically, don't, people don't binge on fruit and veg. It's chocolate and crisps because we think they're bad. And while they're not ideal and they're very, um, they're not nutritionally dense. Is that the right word? they um 
we're labeling them as bad, but that typically makes you want to eat it more. Like if you restrict yourself, you're normally going to want it more. Um, that's sort of kind of obvious, right? You tell her, if you say, if I say to you, do not think of the color purple, you're going to think about the color purple. So if you're saying to yourself, that food is bad, I am not eating it. Well, probably one day you're going to crack and you're going to overeat it. So if you think you have a problem with chocolate, have one piece of chocolate every single day and realize that it's not chocolate that's the problem. It's your mindset about the chocolate. Um, and also to not think about exercise as a punishment, as a way of burning off all these calories. You know, you could run a half marathon, burn 1,200 calories, and then smash it in half an hour with a massive fish and chips and a dessert, which is what so many people do. Um, so there's there's so many things you can do and creating space between um, intention and action. So if you feel the need to binge, if you know that you do that, move the food away, put it in a locked, in like a clip lock thing so that you've got to open it. And at least that time is like, hang on, what am I doing? How am I going to feel tomorrow morning when I've gone to town on these biscuits? How will that make me feel when... I know that in the morning I'm just going to feel, I'm going to feel ashamed of myself. I'm going to feel puffy and bloated. I'm going to be really cross myself and then I'm going to restrict. It's just not ideal. Um, so asking yourself how the future you is going to respond. Asking yourself, would the, would the Ellie I want to become, would she do this? No. Would I let my child do this? Also no. Um, we kind of need to parent ourselves a little bit. We need to be kind, but we also need to tell ourselves when we're being full of shit. Like, I, over this past six weeks, have eaten so much crap. And you, everyone will tell, oh, Ellie, you're grieving. It's, you know, I'm like, yes, I am. But I know that I am being awful to myself on purpose. And it doesn't help. Eating all that food does not help. And it's an excuse. And I will struggle. If I, People tell me it's okay. It's not okay. It makes me feel horrendous. It, does, it doesn't do anything good. Um, but unfortunately, sometimes eating loads of food like that is better than sitting with the feelings that you're actually feeling. And again, in that point, it okay, fine. Sometimes shit's bad. Like my daughter died. That's shit. It's really fucking shit. It's the shittest thing anyone will ever have to deal with. So in that instance, yeah, okay, eat all that brownie because it's shit and you don't want to deal with it right now. And typically it's at the end of the day when you don't want to open a can of worms because it's draining um, but also thinking about systems that you can put in place to protect you and also so you can deal with your feelings. We like to numb with everything, scrolling on our phones, drinking, gambling, um, whatever it is we do, over-exercising. But that doesn't help because at one point, what can you do when you can't do that anymore and you've still got that feeling inside you? You're going to struggle and you're going to end up with mental health problems. And yeah, so we need to figure out how to fit sit with our feelings, understand our feelings, work through them and not numb with so much stuff. But something, you know, like I said about the environment problem, there's also that. Um, just think, I don't, I'm not like sitting here in my tinfoil hat, but companies, shareholders gain nothing from happy and healthy people. It is in people's interests for us to be overweight, miserable, under-muscled, um, depressed and feeling like we're not good enough because then we shop, we spend, we eat, we drink, we earn people money. So also I find that helpful because I, I don't like the thought of that. Okay, moving on. 
Um, how to deal with time of the month and food. So this is, again, something most females deal with. Different months can lead to different things and how you feel. Um, around um, the first phase of your cycle, you your BMR, so your metabolism, will increase by a couple of hundred calories. So you can allow yourself to eat a little bit more, but that really is not that much food. Um, and unfortunately, again, I think I do believe that social media plays a part a little bit in this, in that because we we read that certain things happen at certain times of the month as a female, that can then make us think that happens. Um, I'm coming at this from somebody who... Some months I'm hungry, some months I'm not. But if I read about it, then maybe I will. I'm like, oh, that probably is because of that. Um, the end of the day, if you have a feeling of hunger and you know that you are satisfied, you're nourished, and that it's probably not actual hunger, it's probably more in your brain, you don't actually have to eat and you don't have to, to, to go with it. You can just go about your day, go and get yourself busy, get out for a walk, get some fresh air, like break the cycle, basically. Um, but then on the same token... It's only a couple of days. If that's going to make you feel better after you've exhausted all other options, then just do it. But remember that you're still the person that has to wake up in the morning and deal with those feelings the next day. Um, but you get to control what goes in your mouth. Um, we all need to realise this, that nobody's... You, you buy the food that you put in your cupboards. And if you're going and going crazy on it, what do you expect? It's there to eat. Um... But at the end of the day, it doesn't, it's not probably not going to make that much difference if it's a couple of days. Just move on. That's all I can say. Just move on. Don't let it stop you from exercising. Don't let it beat yourself up about overeating. So what you can't change what's in the past. You can't change the fact you overate. All you can change is how you're going to behave the next day. Um, Because if you do beat yourself up, probably just going to do it again. Because you'll think you're a worthless piece of shit. You'd be full of shame. I can't lose weight. Blah, blah, blah. And it just goes on and on. Um, but, yeah. So, <sighs> make sure your foods are nourishing, a little bit higher in carbohydrates, um, lots of whole foods as per usual, protein high, just do what you can um, to, to, stop, to stop it, basically. Put yourself in some systems in place to not do it. If you know you're going to do it, how can you stop it? We're all different. Is it just not buying the snacks? Is it putting them further away? What is it that you're doing um, that's the problem? And sort out some systems in your own environment that are going to help you and not hinder you. Like act um, as the person who's not on their period most of the time. Um, and you'll get there. Basically, just consistency. But again, and it's only a couple of days a month, so it's not going to make that much difference if you go over, as long as you're consistent on the other days if it's focusing on fat loss. Okay, and the last question is, are there certain exercises to target certain areas for fat loss if there's certain areas on your body that you're particularly unhappy with? And the answer is no. We cannot choose where we lose weight from. We can only choose where we enhance. So... If you want more shapely legs, you can do squats. But if you're, if you don't address your diet, your legs are probably actually just going to get bigger because you are not losing any weight. You're probably just putting fat on and muscle, and so your legs will get bigger. Um, we, this is why your diet is the sole driver of your um, your body weight. 
Um, so no matter how many crunches you do or sit-ups, you know, people are like, oh, get rid of this fat. It doesn't get rid of the fat. It just puts some muscle there as well as the fat. So no. Um, and I think that that kind of messaging is still very prevalent and it's really dangerous and damaging. Like exercise is not a punishment. Exercise is a wonderful celebration of what our body is capable of. Um, one thing actually, this is probably slightly off topic that I found really helpful a few years ago, I switched my scales to kilos. And this was because when you go to the gym in the UK, everything is in kilos. And so it's actually really cool to see, you know, how much can you squat your own body weight? Can you like if you're benching like 50 kilos, you're almost benching like your body weight, blah, 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 deadlifting double your weight. And it shifts away from constantly obsessing over how much you weigh to how to instead what your body can do. This is another reason why I do Test Yourself Tuesday. So if you can do something and see how much better edit you're getting because you're focusing on your strength rather than your body weight because it's not everything. It really is so like, it's important to some degree, but really how you feel and how how well you move is way more important. Um, because something else to bear in mind, sorry, this is a really long episode. Something else to bear in mind is that if you don't address your relationship with how you look in the mirror and obsessing over your body weight, when you lose weight, it will be worse because you will get validation from other people about how well you look because you've lost weight um, and all these types of things. But, oh my God, hon, you look amazing. Like I'd put a picture of me and I'd get like the fire emoji from, you know, other people that use the gym, other girls. And I'd be like, oh, cool, that's really good. And then the inevitable happens and you put weight back on and you feel like shit. And you feel like your self-worth is gone because you're not, you're not really lean anymore. But the reality is no one is lean all the time because it's really uncomfortable. It's, it means not eating anything. It means being so dialed in on your nutrition that you don't probably don't get to live your life. Um, which is why having focusing on a gaining of muscle rather than constantly focusing on losing weight is far more healthy in your brain and may even improve your relationship with food if you just stop obsessing over it. Like, I think in reality, if you sat anyone down, we all know what we need to do. Like, there's so much polarizing information on the internet. Don't eat carbs, do eat carbs, don't eat protein, do eat protein, be vegan, don't be vegan, and don't eat ultra-processed. Ultra-processed is great because it's cheap. Like, there's so much polarizing information. The reality is, a little bit of everything is fine in moderation, but we struggle with moderation. We like to be team A or team B, not team whatever a plus b whatever i don't know team one or two rather than one and a half i don't know you know what i mean um i've totally lost what i was saying because i've obviously gone on a tangent um oh yes about your diet and what to eat how to exercise lift weights get out for a run go walking and eat well and that's it the, the problem is it is so so simple that that doesn't sell. What sells is complicated stuff. What sells is high restriction, which actually in turn probably just gives you a terrible, um, terrible insides and a terrible relationship with yourself and your food. And suddenly you think, well, I can't eat that because that's going to make me fat. Oh no, I can't eat that. I'm not. Somebody said to me the other day when I offered them a chocolate, I, I'm not allowed to eat that. I think not allowed? Says who? Um, yeah. So 
there we go. No, you cannot target certain areas to lose weight. If you want to lose weight, you need to eat less. You need to be in a deficit, but you need to focus on getting as much variety on your plate as possible. Make sure your food, your plate is all put the figure out the protein first, then the colorful fruit and veg and the carbs last and make sure it's full of flavor um, so that it's not boring. Um, go to bed early. Typically, if you're going to be binging at night, you're probably going to be doing it late at night. So go to bed. Nothing good happens after 10 p.m. Make sure you're hydrated. Um, don't drink too much. Like It's obvious what may, what's good for you, but we like to complicate it and we don't want to put the hard work in. And if you're taking it ages, it takes time. Growing muscle takes time. Losing body fat takes time. Becoming healthier takes time. Getting a better VO2 max takes time. Getting a better run time. It takes time. Like Nothing worth it comes easy. It all is earned and it takes a lot of hard work. You think about how much training Usain Bolt did for his like 11 seconds of on the 100 meters. All that training. It takes so much time, but you just need to be consistent. And I'm going to leave it there because half an hour is a good time if you're out for a walk that you'll be going home. So I hope these questions helped and you've listened to me ramble on and get out all my that I've got built up. Um, but yeah, thank you as ever for uh, investing in me, those who do, and keep it up and make sure you go and get your weights session in today because it is a Thursday, which means it's not a rest day. Get it done. Push yourself. If it's supposed to be hard, if you get to rep 10 and it's easy, you're not doing enough. If you think, if you've got to ask me, oh, is, should I go up? The answer is yes. <laughs> okay, have a fantastic day, everybody, and I will speak to you next week. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please feel free to share the episode on your Instagram stories and tag me at ellie.t.pt. And don't forget to follow the show wherever you get your podcast from.